To so many people, you know, lifelong uh, Cubs fans, it's our happy place. It doesn't feel like a year without going to Wrigley Field, and you guys are amazing at what you do. And that's the thing, is that the Wrigley employees are always so helpful. They go beyond. When you see the same faces, year after year after year in the same sections, it makes you feel, it all feels like family that you're going to a place like it's a little family reunion. Every family member and friend who comes to that I take to a Cubs game or I take on a Wrigley Field tour because there's nothing better to do to be in Chicago and you all made that possible. Like I said, these are not just employees in my opinion, they're like family. I've brought people from all over the world, all over the country, people that don't like baseball, they love Wrigley Field. And we have you guys to thank for that. Welcome to Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark, now part of the Unconfined Network. We explore the fascinating personal lives of the people inside Chicago's most iconic sports venue, Wrigley Field. Our podcast will take you on an amazing journey, introducing you to some incredible people that we've met along the way. We'll discuss hot topics, play a few games, and just try to have an overall good time. There'll be plenty of surprises along the way, so stick with us to see where our journey heads next. But for now, kick back, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark. Mistaken identity behind, behind, beyond the ballpark. And you're not going to believe why today, uh, a rare day that he's not working one of many, many jobs, is the one and only Terry Buck. Terry, how's it going? Good, good. Everything's going on. Going good. How's everything? Now, before, before we get any further than this, because I know everybody wants to know, um, yeah. how did you get a day off? How did you possibly figure out a day not to work? Oh, uh, you know, I had to, even though there's still something going on, I uh, took the day off. <laughs> so, yeah, I actually took the day off. I didn't uh, uh, plan on working today, so. Now, for those that don't know, can you tell everybody, if, you, if you're up to it, where all the teams, all the places that you work? So, um, I've been working at Wrigley Field for five years. Uh, I also work at the United Center for the Blackhawks Bulls concerts uh, there. And also uh, with the United Center, I've also worked uh, with the uh, Chicago White Sox too. So basically every sports team there is. Pretty much, except for the Bears, (laughs) which I haven't, uh, which I've been thinking about, but... Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm there. Come That's enjoy. Now, other than sports, right. do, you, do you do anything on top of that, or is it just sports? Um, I have done uh, for the past couple of years the Mesocordia Bakery Department. Uh, done their uh, seasonal uh, holiday uh, packaging department. So that's usually like November, December, uh, around the holidays. So let me ask you: Do you just enjoy being around people and or do you are you just a fan of sports and i know you like wrestling are you a fan of sports in general 
like what makes you want to work for all those teams and all those stadiums? Even I love the uh, stadiums as well. But right, um, part of it is just being around uh, good people. You know, just having that uh, camaraderie with everybody. You know, just being in the moment. Um, now I am a huge Cubs fan too, so that's another part of the reason why I love working at uh, Wrigley. Um, I love the Bulls. You know, the whole '90s era with uh, Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen. Um, so the Bulls have a special place with me. So the United Center kind of fits. Um, you know, working with the Bulls. Not so much a hockey fan per se, but you know, I understand kind of the dynamics of it. But uh, yeah, it's just being around people, being around you know the fans. You know, ninety percent of the time. Yes. Um, <laughs> now, I, I know the difference. I know there's a difference. I've noticed myself between uh, football fans and baseball fans. So I'm going to ask you, is yes. there a difference between baseball fans and or basketball hockey fans? Is there a difference? There, you can see a difference. You know, baseball fans, you know, there's a lot of highs and lows with that. So, you know, 162-game season, you know, you'll see fans, you know, be, you know, you know, having fun. Um as it to as uh, you know, you got those hockey fans who are in it, you know, at the very beginning, and you know, travel with you know, travel with the team and on the road, and you know, they're into it from the puck drop, even before the puck drops, they're you know already in it. Uh, Bulls fans, you know, they come into like the third quarter, so you know they. There, there's a lot of diehard, you know, Bulls fans, but you'll see a trickle in, you know, through the season, and everything else. Uh, although this year, there's a lot more Bulls fans attending games and stuff, you know, because they had a good record and at least made it to the playoffs this year. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's, you could tell the uh, energy level between all three, all three sports. Now, I, I realized that uh, from working, I worked at your service, which is at the Bulls, at, at the United Center. I worked there one season, by the way. I did do that one season. But um, the difference to me is that um, Wrigley Field is truly friendly. It is truly friendly. Because I can go to the United Center, and I'm going to wait in line. If I choose to get there 10 minutes before the game starts, I'm waiting in line. Nobody's about to rush. Nobody's about to, you know, go crazy. Exactly, yes. I'm waiting in line. I, I chose to come to the last minute. Therefore, I got to wait in line. Um, right. There's a bear game. No, ain't no bags. I'm sorry. There's no debating. There's no <laughs> There's no way to right. around it. Um, so I think that the difference between the stadiums to me is that Wrigley Field is truly friendly. And yes. other students are like, no, these are the rules. No, you wait, wait in line. We open two hours, you'd have been here. Like, right, exactly. Yes. No, you got a bag. Sorry, no bag policy. I mean, can't bring a bag in here. So, uh, right, that's yes. I learned. Yes. Yes. That's it. Every, every day, you know, especially at the United Center, we always, I don't want to say fight with these fans, but, you know, there's a bit of disagreement. And then we show them the, uh, 
policy that's right there in front of them and they still don't want to listen. So, yeah, there is a big difference. Oh, yeah, there's a big in, difference. In the policy uh, now, stuff, let's yeah. About, uh, let's talk about um, your brother, because obviously uh, those that work for the Cubs, they know uh, that there's another <laughs> uh, buck in the family. Uh, so let's talk about uh, Brian and did he follow you to the Cubs or did you follow him or did you come together? How did that all work out? So uh, he started in 2017, the year before I did. Okay. And uh, he would come home, tell me, you know, all the amazing things about the bleachers and, and you know, what was happening in the bleachers and, you know, all the uh, other parts of the stadium. I was like, hmm, that sounds fun. You know, so I figured, you know, beginning of 2018, I start filling out applications and, and, uh, you know, I walk in the first, uh, for the interviews and Molly was the first person I, uh, came in contact to. And she was like, you look familiar. Like, you know, it's like, don't you have a brother? She's like, yeah, he started, you know, this is his first year. So that's how that ball started rolling. So yeah, Brian started first and then I came along the next year. I'm actually wearing the uniform right now for 2017. This is this is what we wore in 2017. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah, the maroon shirt and uh, this is that's the uniform that we had in uh, um, right, and the brown. Yeah, it was like uh, a brown pants or something like that. Yeah, yeah, the tan. Yeah, we had the we had the brown yeah, and uh, the maroon before they switched over. Uh, now, all right, yeah. this because something that me and you have in common, and that is so in 2017. Um, I actually won uh, Security Ambassador of the Year, and I believe you're the reigning uh, Security Ambassador of the Year, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yes. Now, did you think you were going to win it? Because I've got to tell you, the, the competition with the year I was there was tough. I'm like, oh, my God, there's no way. I thought right, the name, yeah. oh, no way, no way, no how, and I won it. How, did you think you were going to win? I'll tell you what, the 2018 – when I was doing, when it was my first year, I had some good uh, people, you know, that was, you know, that came in through me. So the rookie of the year, I didn't think I was going to get it. Right. That's the, always the hardest one to get. Yeah. 2021, I think I just, you know, we had that off year in 2020. Yeah. So I came back. So we all came back, and I treated that as if it was like my first year again. Yeah. So I think coming back a little bit more, it's like I'm here again. I'm ready to rock and roll, and like, you know, I found myself doing extra stuff. As the months went back, had a feeling something was. I had it. Yeah. But you know, I don't want to. You know, your year was tough. You had you had a lot. Of, your year was tough. I, I looked at your list. Yeah, like, oh, I, I saw Jordan. Right. Like, oh wow, this is a tough. Yes, one. <laughs> yes. This, I mean, it was. Yeah, I had some good competition. Let's put it that way. So, yes, you did. <laughs> neither of those years was easy to get. Yeah, like, let's put it that way. Neither of those tough. years was easy. Yeah, right, but yeah, anybody who would have gotten it other than me would have been a good choice. To get it, yes. Yeah. Now, um, when I got it, I'm sure things have changed since I got. It. So when I got it, 
I got a um a cash bonus and then I got to choose between working um or going to the game with my family. Uh I chose to I think work. I think you got time and a half. I think that's too. I got to work, but yeah. my parents came there. Uh what do what do the winners get now in twenty twenty two, twenty twenty one? What do they get now? Uh so we got breakfast, uh which I didn't get yeah, which I didn't get my rookie year. Um we got we could either work the game and get time and a half for I think double pay or something like that. Or we could just go to the game and still get paid for yeah, the game itself. Um I chose to work the game just to get the extra money in. I did too. And I think we had food. I think, yeah. we, had, I think we had the stadium club. So I did I did we didn't have food that day, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I didn't I don't think we got the uh like the club food or anything, but we got the breakfast, so I think it's on the sixth floor. We got okay. so and then there was the, uh, the pregame ceremony on the field. Yes, yeah, yeah, the pregame ceremony. Uh the announcer saying your name, the name on the video board. So yeah, it was it was top notch. Yeah, and I, I tell this thing all the story all the time that um um I had won it uh as security, but in the following year, uh Antoine he won it as supervisor. But everybody mistakes him for me. So right, yeah. I walked into the lower bowl and they were like, Congratulations, Frank, congratulations. I'm like, Nope, wasn't me. It was no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It was between you, Antoine, and Dave. Yes. It was like <laughs> the three of you. Nope, wasn't me. Wasn't me. Um now, so tell me how you became a Cub fan. That's you know, how, what what started your Cub fandom? So um I always Grew up watching uh, Cubs on uh, WGN with uh, Sammy Sosa, Mark Grace. Uh, Mark Grace was one of my favorite players growing up in the 90s. So I always used to watch them on uh, WGN when they were on WGN. And the whole uh, Sosa-McGuire chase, you know, kind of got me hooked on that. And then from there, just became Cubs all the way. <clears throat> so actually working at Wrigley is a is a is a blessing in disguise. And then what got you into the Bulls? Uh you know, watching Michael Jordan play, you know, the whole nineties. Um now I remember the last three. I don't remember the first three. I was just like three or four. Um, but I remember the 96, 97, 98 uh, trifecta, the championships. So that kind of hooked me in. And then uh, when, uh, you know, when Derrick Rose came in and Kirk Heinrich and all those guys came in, that still made me believe they were, were going to win then too. I still hope for both to pull away with something next couple of years. Okay. All right. Uh, now, everybody, the one thing everybody knows about Terry Buck that worked for the Cubs is that, I kind of said it earlier, is that if you really feel it's open, you're probably there. And I got to tell yeah. you that um, uh, you're sort of like me because, you know, uh, when I was security, uh, people thought I lived there because I was like always all the time. Uh, yes. And, uh, you know, I was always there. Whenever they uh, needed something, they would, they would call me. And people always would complain 
to me or to other people and say, hey, you know, I wish I can work and didn't want to work or I do want to work and he thought he was working or whatever. And I had discovered that the reason that I was working and other people were just talking about it is because they were just talking about it. Like I would go to, to the scheduler and say, hey, what's coming up? I'm available or whatever. Right. Uh, whereas the one mm-hmm. that was complaining about it, we're just complaining about it. They're like, maybe you should go and tell them that you're, that you're right until you're free. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you're available, yeah. it's like it's, that, they don't want people all the time. Uh, but I gotta tell you, there is so much stuff that goes on on non game days that the average person yeah. does not even they have no idea. Like you, have, no. you could actually make this a full time job if you wanted to. Yes, yes, you could. Yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff going on, you know, besides the games and concerts that you could really work every day and work something different every day and, you know, still want more <laughs> yes. things to do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, learned, I, learned, I learned the key. The key was uh, everybody else was complaining to each other. I just went to the, I wanted to meet the scheduler directly. Well, you know, what's your name? Hey, my name is Frank. You know, what sets me out? Right, yeah. Everybody else said that when there's an event coming up, you remember me. So, um, right, yeah. Now that I'm older, yeah. uh, I don't do as much. I'm tired now. Like, now I'm tired. Uh, I can't go. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but I used to want to be there all the time. Like, I really wanted to be there all yeah. the time. Uh, yeah, I think that's what happened my first year, too. It was like, I wanted to be there and work and, you know, get my name in there and, you know, build up my, you know, little resume what have you. But, uh, you know, just, well, no, I'm free. I'm here. Whatever they needed me to do, I'm willing to, you know, put in the work. So I think that's the important thing about, you know, trying to, you know, saying, hey, I'm here. Let me work. Hey, guys, Joe Flaherty again, and I'm excited to tell you about one of our newest partners, Athletic Greens. Having been involved in the health and fitness space for over a decade, I've heard a lot of great things about their AG1 formula, from the taste to the quality of ingredients and the comprehensive nature of the product itself. So after they reached out to partner with us, I did a little bit more digging and I was blown away by what I found. So you might be asking, what exactly is this stuff anyways? Well, AG1 is a blend of 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to support nearly every system in the body. One serving a day benefits your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy levels, recovery ability, pretty much any process your body goes through, AG1 can lend a helping hand. Now I have this stuff in my shopping cart as we speak and I'm most looking forward to a few things. First, I've been taking dozens of different supplements for years now and sometimes 10 different powders and pills from 10 different bottles can get a bit overwhelming. But AG1 offers simplicity. You can easily swap a single scoop of AG1 for a whole shelf of single ingredient products and be no worse for wear. And by the way, you stand to save a whole lot of money switching from a boatload of products to just one. Trust me, because I've been down that path before. Secondly, AG1 is a portable product you can take with you on the go. I'm a huge believer in the benefits of creating good health habits, and the fact that you can take AG1 with you anywhere is an easy way to ensure you're getting the nutritional support you need each day, no matter where you're waking up. And I don't know about you guys, but I always tend to get pretty beat up by traveling, and unfortunately, I often find myself spending most of my vacations nursing a cold. Well, AG1's formula can offer the immune support you need to kick that cold to the curb or even avoid it in the first place and let you really enjoy yourself no matter how long you've been in an airport or an Uber. 
And the kicker is, all the ingredients in AG1 are highly bioavailable, meaning your body can actually absorb the nutrition you're giving it. And I can't tell you how many times I've run into this issue of poor absorption and how bad you feel realizing that the only thing that expensive supplement you bought did was burn a hole in your wallet. With AG1, you have a nutritional insurance policy based on the latest scientific research, which is big for me, all for less than $3 a day. And if you don't believe me, AG1 has over 7,000 five-star reviews on their site to help point you in the right direction. So it's time to reclaim your health with just one scoop of AG1 a day. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash emerging, E-M-E-R-G-I-N-G, to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, Wrigley fam, Kat Garcia here. You may remember me from my days working with y'all at the ballpark before I became a full-time baseball writer. Well, I'm here to tell you that now I'm back and I've started a new podcast too. It's called Grab a Drink with Kat Garcia. Since I left to pursue my career in sports journalism, I've met so many incredible journalists and media members, even some outside of the scope of sports. And all of these folks are people whose work you already read or may be familiar with. And one of my favorite things about working in this industry has been hearing all of the great advice, lessons learned, and the sometimes downright hilarious stories that have been swapped over drinks with all sorts of incredible journalists and people. And oftentimes I wish that our audiences were around for these truly authentic, fun, and sometimes candidly booze-infused conversations. So I decided I'm bringing them to you in podcast form. Join me for Grab a Drink with Kat Garcia, where I sit down with some of your favorite people in sports and journalism, like Lawrence Holmes, Scott Merkin, Maddie Lee, and Brett Taylor, just to name a few, to show you what life in sports and journalism is really like. So pour yourself a tall one or grab a hot coffee and join us. Grab a Drink with Kat Garcia is available now on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow the show on Twitter for updates, info on past episodes, and more at at grabadrink underscore pod. Cheers and happy listening. Club 400 Ballpark Lager is a beer for all nine innings. Take me out to the ball game. This crisp, easy drinking lager is perfect for a summer day amongst the bricks and ivy. Crafted at Crystal Lake Brewing, this beer is clean and refreshing with minimal bitterness so that you can celebrate a W in style. From Club 400, Cubs fans helping Cub fans, this baseball brew can be found at most places that sell beer in Northwest Illinois or from Crystal Lake Brewing. Beer master Ryan Clooney. Enjoy a beer or six-pack today, and please remember to drink responsibly. Reboots, reunions, reruns. No matter where you turn, everyone is going back to revisit nostalgic TV. Join us on a journey back in the day as we look at your favorite Black 90s sitcoms like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, A Different World, Living Single, and Moesha. We break down a new sitcom and episode per week, discuss why the show was relevant at the time and still holds up today, discuss its impact, and laugh at how different things were back in the day or how they stay the same. Check out Back in the Day with Tanya and Cheryl now on your favorite podcast app 
and come on a 90s Black sitcom journey with us. Yes, uh, I agree. Now, I can't let you get out of here. I'm talking about wrestling. We both yes. love wrestling. Uh, I'm sure you saw WrestleMania. Yes. Uh, this year. Um, Cody Rhodes came back. You know, for those that don't know that, uh, wrestling is, WrestleMania is the biggest, it's like our Super Bowl, pretty much. Uh, right, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I thought I thought that uh, one night was better than the other, but what did you think about WrestleMania? I like Cody Rhodes coming back. Um, <clears throat> I think his time away from WWE made him develop himself a little bit more. Uh, so I'm actually glad he's back, and I'm hoping he works with uh, Randy Orton a little bit more, kind of get that rivalry back. Um, the uh, I think overall WrestleMania was, I'll say maybe a B. I'll give it a B. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns match was the match I was expecting it to be. So yeah, prefer. I heard he got hurt. And then they cut it early. I don't know. Who knows? But I thought it was a good WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it was one of the best, better WrestleManias in recent years. And then I did not expect Stone Cold Steve Austin to have a match 20 years later. I know. You know, I had a feeling he was going to do something because, you know, him going on the Kevin Owens show is never enough. Hmm. You know, doing a, you know, a little show isn't, isn't going to be enough for Austin. Yeah, yeah, which means that next year the Rock will it. be back next year. Yeah, yeah. The Rock will be he'll be back. Stone Cold came back this year. The Rock will be back next year. I just got a feeling. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah. they're kind of saving. I don't know. Maybe Roman Reigns, The Rock. You know that whole bloodline. You know, rivalry would probably be good for that WrestleMania too. Now, let's talk about Brian real quick because uh, I want to go back to childhood. So what, what was it like? Now, wait, are you all twins or how, how did that work? So we're 10 and a half months apart. So I'm the oldest one. Okay. He's the youngest one. Okay. So yeah, just so, 10 and a half months. So growing up with each other, I'm just curious, uh, how was it, what was it like growing up with somebody that was similar in features, like, could be twins, like, what was it like growing up together with him? Because me and my brother fought all the time. I'm just curious as to how it was for you two growing up. You know, it, we were we were always close. So, you know, you know, we're always close but different at the same time, if that makes sense. You know, we always, you know, kind of bounce ideas off each other. But it's, in a way, it's good at, we do that, but then we know we have time to kind of be apart, make you know, develop our own friendships with everybody else, you know, know different people in that aspect. So, but kind of so still you, bring it you back. All never ever fought as kids. You all never, never, never ever fought. Oh, we always fought. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we always fought. You know, there's always disagreements and fighting and everything else. But uh, I try not to fight too much. Just, <laughs> I mean, that's not who I am. You know, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't like uh, arguments or confrontation as much. So I try not to argue as much. So between the two, who, who cooks? Who's the cook between the two of you? Uh, we both take turns. So some nights, he, yeah, 
I make the pasta. He does the hamburgers and you know steaks and stuff. So between the two of us. Now, does he work? Now you work. You you're, you're like, and I hate to say the stereotype, but you're like Jamaican, always working all the time. Is he the same way? Yeah. Or does, he, does he work? Does he choose not to work as much? Are you all the same? Um, I mean, he does like to work. Let me say that he does like to work. I think the difference is I like working more, more often. And I think he just some days he just likes to just relax and yes. take take it take it easy a bit. I'm more like if I'm home, I'm doing nothing. It's just bored. I just need to be out there working. I know that when I get to work, until we get there early, as you all know, and I see your name as the lead, I know I'm not doing any work today. <laughs> because yeah. Terry's my lead. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, anything I can make <laughs> any supervisor's day easier. You know, I, yes. I, you know, list, I do my part. I'm like, I, I, we're all the same way. Like, we all with each other. Like, yes, I got Terry today. Like, You're right, yes. I'm yeah. not doing any work today. Here's the, here's the attendance. Here's your radio. Here's the deployment. If, you, if somebody's yeah. dying, call me. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think all the supervisors are like that, too. Yeah. At least most of them yeah. are like that. But that's just a testament to uh, how much respect we have for somebody. You know, we can just be like, yes, don't call me unless somebody's dying. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. You know I me, mean? the more, as long as people are doing what they're supposed to, I could, you know, yes. um, and the gates and the people are doing what they're supposed to, it'll be an easy day. Now, now there are some times uh, when I will get there early and I, I want to do some maneuvering. And I'll text you and be like, guess what? <laughs> right, yeah, I know. You'll be like, oh no, the bleachers. <laughs> right, yes. I'm like, yes. I'll go up there and work. Yes, I'm like, hmm, who can do the bleachers? I know Terry would say yes. <laughs> right, yeah. There's some days I want to say, no, let me just stay in the lower ball and I'll be fine. I think one day you Get did, though. I think Someone day. else needs to learn the bleachers. Yeah, I think one day you did. I think one day you're like, mm, not today. No. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I, did, I was like, I I'll stand. I think I did it uh, four days in a row. I think I called I called you one day, called you another day. I think I think that's what happened. Right. I think you were in there like four days in a row. And I'm like, Terry. Yeah. And you're like, no, not today. <laughs> right. I'm like, I need one day just to clear my mind. Yes. Now, yeah, is no. there a favorite spot that you have to work? Everybody, is there a favorite spot that you'd love to work? Favorite spot? Uh, I do love the lower bowl. Um, and I think gate four is like the second spot I like to work because I got the park in there with the kids and everything. So between the lower bowl and the, you know, gate four and the plaza area, those are a couple of my favorite spots to work. So I started as I, I, I won on my awards, you know, in, uh, employee of the year, whatever, because I was at gate H every day or gate four every day. Uh, I was literally there every day. Now I hate it, by the way. I can't even, I don't even want to go in that area. Yeah. My, but my favorite, believe it or not, my favorite is the bleacher. Like, I actually like, and it's funny because I sort of evolved to that. In the beginning, no way. I, 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 want, to be, 
out in the winter. I just don't want to have to deal with all that. Uh, but as I've gotten older, uh, I don't know why. I've, I've just, I enjoy the bleachers more now than being at the gate. When before, it was like, I'm at a gate all day, every day. But now, right. I'd rather go to the bleachers. Yeah. Uh, now is the part where I accept the bleachers for what they are. Yeah. I'm learning to accept the bleachers for what they are. And you just got to take the good with the bad and just deal with it. You know, deal with the issues that come up and just handle them as they are. So, right. so we're going to end on this little game that we do here. In this bucket is a question I got to ask you. And uh, two of our Patreon members will win a prize if you get it right. But if you get it wrong, they get nothing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pressure. Okay. Yes. Uh, you're playing for uh, Patricia, Oria, and uh, Anthony uh, Martini, and that's what you're playing for. So, if you get this question right, they get a prize. They have to reach out to us within two weeks of hearing this. Take them back within two weeks of this airing, and then uh, they can get a prize. So, these are questions here. Let's see. Let's see. We add some new ones. Let's see what we got here. Let's see what we got here. Ooh, you may or may not know this. Uh, so the podcast now is called Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark. But when it first came out, it was named after the two original hosts. What was the name of the podcast with the name of the two original hosts? It was me and who? It was you and David Jones. Yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, myself. It was, it was yeah. the technology yeah. with Frank Walker uh, and, and Frank. David so, Jones, yeah. um, matter, matter of fact, people think that I am David Jones sometimes. So, hey, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so I know how to be you. Uh, so, all our Patreon members, thank you all for supporting us. Uh, and you can get a prize. By the way, if you want to be on Patreon, uh, I'm going to put it on the screen real quick. Uh, and if you're listening to the podcast, that is uh, patreon.com slash mistaken identity podcast. And those of you that are watching us on our TV channel, um, mistaken identity.tv, uh, you can see it on the screen there. Terry, I'll give my guests a chance to ask me a question. Do you have a question for me? Ooh, question for you. So yes. many questions, a little time. <laughs> No, um, how is it transitioning from like the usher security to like supervisor? Yes, good question. Nobody's nobody ever asking that. What is it like transitioning from yeah. usher to security supervisor? So I will say, out of all three, um, ushering was the best out of all three. Yeah. Uh, being an usher. We weren't GSAs back then. We were ushers. That was the best for me, at least. Uh, I was 16. I was there for like, I was usher for four years. But I was 16. Uh, this young, you know, uh, I didn't know anything about baseball at all, by the way. I was from the West Side. Bulls, Bulls, Bulls. Uh, then I got a hold of Sammy Sosa, and right, yeah. it was over. I'm, I'm hooked now. Um, well, usher, right. we were like, you know, we were spoiled somewhere back then. You know, I got to do some everything. Uh, back then, you would, you would count your tickets, and then when I was done, I go to the press box. Do the, I was literally scoreboard. I was in the balls and strikes. Um, um, it was just 
and it was one big family. It was not. It wasn't split up between ushers and security. That was called crowd control. Of them. It was all one big family. Matter of fact, uh, I barely ever saw my supervisor. I saw my, my section chief all the time, but the supervisor only saw when it was a problem or an issue. Um, one big family, right. family there, and I had no responsibility. I didn't have to kick anybody out or whatever. So I think ushering was the best. <laughs> it was the best. Okay. Uh, then I moved to security and learned how to be on the wall. My life changed from that moment on. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> on the wall. And back then, I don't care if it rained. I don't care what was going on. You didn't leave the wall. And we had puddles and puddles um, in that first row on the wall there. It's called concrete. And my socks and shoes, like soap, we never left because fans would run on the field. Yeah. Uh, there was no such thing as sheltering. I never heard the word sheltering in place until after the World Series. I came back to ring. But before then, I never heard the word shelter right. in place. Uh, we were always out uh, in the rain. Uh, and then I became a gate chief. I was at gate D, which is gate one, every day for five years. I was at, I was at that gate mm. every day for five years. Um, and then I moved over to gate H, which is now gate four, um, which is how I became, I guess, somewhat known. I won the award there. Um, and then I became a supervisor, and it all went downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, having to having to manage so many personalities and um, yeah, it just yeah. Um, I mean, I I I I enjoy it. I mean, um, the perks of it are great. You know, you get to um, have the final say as to what goes on in the stadium. Uh, you get to meet new people. Right, yeah. I love the interview process, casting calls, uh, giving young kids mm-hmm. a chance for their first job, which is a passion of mine. Um, I love that. But nothing will ever compare to being an usher. That was just the greatest time I've ever had uh, in life altogether. So that's my answer. There we go. Perfect. Now, the question for you is, isn't it, isn't it time for you to go up to another to another level? You know, you, you won. Uh, you know, I... Uh... <laughs> I get that question a lot. Like, when are you become a supervisor? Why haven't you become supervisor yet? I'm like, you know, I'm kind of buying my time right now. Um, I'm still enjoying what I'm doing right now. Uh, you know, I always like to think, you know, there's a process to, you know, becoming supervisor. I'm just kind of like enjoying that process right now. You know, I don't want to jump into things and then, you know, regret later yeah um so for me it's just kind of keep going with the process you know kind of buying my time a little bit eventually you know i will become supervisor eventually and i think right now i'm just having having a lot of a lot of fun where i'm at right now so maybe three four years okay so i'm gonna end on this mike mike kincaid uh, made a point, and he was saying how uh, being a supervisor at Wrigley, because the Wrigley's the only, the Cubs are the only team to hire their own staff. And he was saying how right, being yeah. a supervisor at Wrigley Field is a very unique class, and it's a very unique uh, experience that not many people understand or get to do. And I got to tell you that even though I've been doing it, um, I think, I don't know how long I've been a supervisor now, maybe four years. Uh, the COVID years messed me up. I can't keep track now, <laughs> but um, right, yeah. 
Yeah, the um, the anxiety is real. Whenever whenever a supervisor on the radio gets a call to come to a situation, on the way from where we were to the situation, we have no idea what we're about to walk into every time, right? It could just right. be a broken seat. Or it could be right. they're gonna have you up in court and just whatever. Um, so it is yeah. definitely something that people take for granted. You know, when they see us, uh, we may be standing around uh, talking, whatever, but you have no idea what we just got through with, or we're about right. to walk through with every call, every call on the radio. We never know what we're about to walk into, uh, especially at a concert. <laughs> you never know. Right, yes. Really, at a concert, you really never know when somebody calls you. Right, yeah. What you're about to walk into. Uh, because you're the one that has to solve whatever the problem is. Um, right, yeah. And not only that, you know, you got to keep your staff safe, right? You know, I, I want to make sure that people that are around me are safe at all times. So uh, it yeah. is definitely not something that people should take for granted. Uh, because, again, you never know. I never know what I'm walking into. I never, never know what I'm walking into. Um, so right. I wouldn't say three to four years, though, Terry. But uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm sure that everybody else will pressure you enough. I don't have to pressure you. I'm sure they will. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I've so, got a lot of it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guarantee yeah. you, once this airs, you're gonna get a whole lot more. So. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know. Yes. I'm ready for it. All right. Well, Terry, thank you. Uh, so much for joining me. And let me thank all of you all that are watching uh, for uh, listening and are watching uh, Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark. Uh, check us out on patreon.com slash Mistaken Identity Podcast and we'll catch you all. Hey guys, if you're hearing my voice here again, that means we've reached the end of the show. It's that time again for all the thank yous and special messages and disclaimers, you know, all the stuff you really tune in for each week. A big thank you yet again to all of our supporters who not only continue to tune into our show, but take the time to hit the like button, write reviews, and share our content on social media. It all really helps us grow our audience. Our Patreon page continues to thrive as well as we're working not only on the podcast, but the Roku channel and the book club and on and on and on. If you'd like to be a part of that expanding Mistaken Identity experience, follow the link in our show notes to our Patreon page or go to patreon.com and search Mistaken Identity Podcast for all the ways you can sign up to access this multitude of additional content. Mistaken Identity is also now a part of the Unconfined Network, which is a home to many podcasts whose hosts have met inside the walls of Wrigley Field. To check out the network's other show offerings, head to unconfinednetwork.com. That's all one word, Unconfined Network. Com to view all of our shows and their catalogs. Shouts out to Frank Walker, Jesse Graham, and Jordan Burks for their continued efforts both in front and behind the scenes to keep Mistaken Identity rolling along every week. And of course, we can't leave without our disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely our own, and we do not speak for or on behalf of the Chicago Cubs or any other organization. This is Joe Flaherty for the Mistaken Identity Podcast saying stay safe, and we'll catch you next time beyond the ballpark.
Hey, it's Frank from the Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark podcast. Listen, I get so many messages, emails, phone calls about investing because I talk about it so much on this show that I can't respond to them all. But what I've decided to do is do a class on Patreon for all of our supporters in two categories. For those that are 40 and under and those that are 40 and older because investing is different based on your age. I get asked, Frank, what is an NFT that these young folks are talking about? What is cryptocurrency? Or I hear about Frank. Is it time to readjust my 401k? What's the best life insurance to get? What about life insurance that has living benefits? Or the big one, I just got a raise at my job, it's 2%, but inflation is 7%. Did I really get a loss? I have also noticed a trend. A lot of parents and or grandparents are starting to understand that the cost of college is skyrocketing. And they know that it is better to invest when your child is younger as opposed to later on. And I've recently been talking about how I have gotten some real estate and some stocks and some other investments into Jordan's name that he is taking care of if something were to ever happen to me. I'll break all of that down, how I did that, how you leave stuff to your children or loved ones in a will and all that good stuff on these investing sessions. Talking about all that and more on our Patreon page every week. Go and get it. Patreon.com slash Mistaken Identity Podcast. Let's get investing and generational wealth together.